Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey. Hey. I, I define League MX as the shooter shot league. You do expect higher performances and better things from Club Americas, but it's the inconsistencies. With the well, isn't this inconsistent, though? I will maintain that the U.S. men's national team came out to the knockout round despite terrible coaching. Like, they have a student discount, maybe, to go to a few games? <laughs> like, they got it, right? No. <laughs> to take that next step, I think it's still undisputed that you have to go to Europe. He's going to well, be on the ground for the majority the, of the time. No, I look back at highlights. That, no, that's, if that's you the have... Christian Pulisic treatment, though. Same. We're going to and... have to stop this. We're going to start arguing on this podcast, aren't we? Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Real Football Show. As always, I'm Lizzie, your co-host, and with me, Gino Ganello. How are you? I'm doing well, Lizzie. As you can see, there's a different graphic behind us in this background, and uh, you know, a lot of fun things that we have on this podcast coming up for you guys. So uh, we'll get into all of that, but uh, everything's been good. It's been a busy time, obviously, for MLS, Women's World Cup. A lot of things going on, and uh, we'll dive into as much of it as we can uh, on the pod today. Yeah, as you mentioned, so this is a special edition of our podcast. Lots of surprises coming. Um, As you may see, it also is different. I'm in Washington, D.C., just getting off of (laughs) all the MLS All-Star action against Arsenal, which was quite a show. Um, The skills challenge was definitely interesting, and then you had the game yesterday, which shocked i would say the scoreline <laughs> was not up to par not with what, what you want as an mls fan what not what you want as an mls fan oh absolutely not that 5-0 was really it was really difficult um but i think the mls all-star head coach wayne rooney um also dc united's head coach kind of phrased it perfectly in the post-match press conference they asked him um did you did you learn anything from this experience? Are you taking away anything from this experience? And he goes, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so that was I mean, fun. what do you take away from that? Realistically, I mean, a lot of people made some really good points about the all-star game and the fact that, listen, it's you're playing a team that's been playing together. For the most part, a lot of them have been playing together for years. Like this is a full team who's in preseason. Yes, they're not at the fitness level that maybe, you know, the MLS all-stars at fit are at fitness wise, but, you're getting a bunch of group of players who have never played together really before, for the most part, playing a team who just finished in England and has been playing together for a significant amount of time under the same coach. It's a little bit of an unfair battle in that aspect. I mean, listen, is it? I, I don't think it's any knock on the MLS. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> it doesn't change people's opinion. Um, I think the only way would have. I think it was a win-win situation for the. MLS, you know, you get Arsenal there, you draw some attention, uh, get some big players. But, you know, if you play well, you play well. If you don't, you don't. It's not the end of the world. So um, it's, you know, not the result you wanted, not the way he wanted it to go. There were some pretty fantastic goals, though. So yeah. it was it's kind of hard to blame some of the goalkeepers on and uh, on, on some of these goals. So, you know, no. Arsenal just showed out. 
Yeah, it was definitely not a reflection of Major League Soccer. And we know that this is for entertainment purposes only. And you kind of saw that by the substitutions. I mean, you had batches of six players coming in and out, never really just one starting 11. Um, This was just a great way to show out against a European team. Obviously, it's apples and oranges, as you mentioned. Uh, There's talk about doing something like East versus West which I guess would be a little bit more fair. Um, or even last year's version, Liga Mekis All-Stars against MLS All-Stars, which would be a little more up to par given the fact that it's the same format. Um, but against a European team, we've seen in the past, we saw Atletico Madrid, we saw Juventus, and now Arsenal. And it was it was great to watch. Audi Field sold out. More than 20,000 people went and filled the seats. And it was just a great atmosphere the goals as you said amazing watching Declan Rice get his first minutes in with Arsenal after making that move historic and yeah I think all in all it was just a great experience for all involved and it was a lot of fun head over to our not even U.S. socials for a little hype of the Mm all-star skills challenge a recap live stories from the field it was it was so much fun but now we move on to the we very exciting, um, very very exciting. First official World Cup style edition of Leagues Cup. First time ever where all Liga MX teams and all MLS teams will face off in one competition, and we're kicking off. And now we have a new addition to this tournament that we can't ignore. Well, two new additions: um, Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi have strengthened Inter Miami and. Hopes to rescue them. Um, Jorge Mas, co-owner of Inter Miami, revealed that he's expecting Lionel Messi to debut on Friday against Cruz Azul. New head coach Gerardo Tata Martino also mentioned that he will be coming in. But what no one realized kind of was swept under the rug is the fact that Tata Martino also mentioned that Jordi Alba will be arriving in the next couple days. His name was also included in Inter Miami's official Leagues Cup roster. Mm-hmm. He has yet to be announced on any social media <laughs> platform. No official announcement, no contract, as public contract as of yet. So we're about to see the group between Cruz Azul, Atlanta United, and Inter Miami just really heat up. What are your what are your thoughts? Who's gonna win? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, Cruz Azul is near and dear to my heart after uh, one year of of disappointment. Um, you know, as we know on this podcast, I root for teams that are largely disappointing, uh, and Cruz Azul is one of them. Uh, and things haven't started out too well in the Apertura either. So, um, you know, Inter Miami, obviously, it's it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be crazy to see. First of all, Lionel Messi in an Inter-Miami jersey, playing in the MLS, and, and obviously not in the MLS directly, in League's Cup to start off before he kicks off the MLS campaign after League's Cup. But, um, I mean, what Inter-Miami's doing right now is exceptional with their team. I mean, it's it's good and bad. I mean, we're bringing in players that are 35, 36, 37 years old, but they have such a big name in the footballing world that, it's important to bring these players in to draw attention and, 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 and to bring in these players and, and draw attention to the league from not only fans, but also other players. Um, and also inter Miami is also looking at some young kids. Uh, I think they're looking at a kid from Paraguay. I, I, they've, they've signed a couple other younger kids. Uh, so they've had a heck of a transfer window so far. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, listen, don't expect inter Miami to go out there 
and B all of a sudden fixed magically from their 15th place uh, season that they've already had. It's not going to happen, but over time, things will change. And I think this is more a look towards next season because there's going to be a lot of players that are going to come in in this transfer window. A lot of players are going to make differences. A lot of, a lot of players are going to go out. And, um, you know, I think this is just the start of what Inter Miami is building, what the MLS is building. So uh, it's definitely an exciting time. Yeah, and you also have a couple of narratives within that group as well. You have Diawal Almada, Argentine World Cup winner, who was obviously in Qatar with Messi with Atlanta United, now facing off against his international team teammate um, in Inter Miami. So that should be just a very fun watch. And then I yep. know we've seen him play already against Atlanta United in regular season, but Joseph Martinez against his old team, against his old coach, Definitely just so many fun things to watch out there. Um, but we're going to shift to the south, um, from the south to central, where central three, you have Sporting Kansas City, you have FC Cincinnati and Chivas de Guadalajara. And I swear the storylines just write themselves. Um, I don't know who picked this group, but there's just so much tea between all the teams. Um, you have Brandon Vasquez and FC Cincinnati who chose the U.S. men's national team over Mexico and now facing, obviously, Chivas de Guadalajara, which is considered Mexico's team. So that's just an interesting one right there. Alan Pulido, who's with Sporting Kansas City, playing against Chivas de Guadalajara. He's a legend there. He won a trophy there. He just, he shined. They love him. And he's, like, rumored to go back there. So... Just a very interesting game between the two. Just off the pitch, it's wild. So I can't even imagine the sparks that are going to fly once that ball gets rolling. But I'm just so fascinated. I do think Chivas is going to win that one. Their momentum after last season and just ending up in the finals. They lost, of course, to Tigres. But they really just went from 0 to 100 during the clausura. And now this transfer window, we saw PSV Eindhoven's. Eric Gutierrez come back, come to Chivas, come back to Liga Mekis. So they're strengthened. They're ready to go. And though FC Cincinnati is doing well and sporting Kansas City with the return of their DPs, now that they're not injured, is they're doing better. But I do think Chivas reigns that group. Sorry, it was on mute there. Um, but yes, no, I, I do think that um, I do think Chivas is obviously on a heck of a trajectory. I think that the one thing playing in the MLS team's favor is that Chivas has had a little bit of a break here since that. Um, since, I mean, obviously they've had two games in the Apertura, but there was a little bit of break. They're not in the middle of their season, similar to the MLS players who are have played, what is it, 20 games now and are in the middle of their season. Um, but Chivas is the, probably the favorite, but uh, again, this is going to be a heavyweight battle between the current supporters shield, uh, winners or leaders, excuse me, in FC Cincinnati and the current Klaus Soda title holders. And, and one of the best teams in league MX, one of the most famous teams in league MX in, uh, Chivas. So, so they didn't actually win the title though. They got to the finals, but the guys won the final. Oh, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I thought they won the title because oh, I wanted I mean, them to win the title. I mean, Chivas hearing you are going to be my, like, yes, let's, let's rewrite history. Mind, in my mind, I wanted them to win the title because I do not, uh, you know, have a soft spot in my heart for Tigres, to put it in light words. Um, but, uh, but yes, Chivas has been on, you know, quite the trajectory. They've been phenomenal. Obviously, a lot of players in this group that are familiar with each other. 
obviously with, um, you know, Polito, Sporting Kansas City, FC Cincinnati, they've played each other before. But even Alexis Vega, who's on the Mexican national team, um, he is on Chivas, a player who some of these players, Matt Miazga or other players who've played on the U.S. men's national team are familiar with a little bit. So um, going to be a lot of fun to really see how this one plays out. I think this is probably one of the more exciting groups in terms of yeah. competitiveness. In, in yeah, I think it's things are bound to get tense, I believe. So I do think, yeah, Sparks will be flying. Um, and now staying in Central, we have Central 1, Club America, Columbus Crew, and St. Louis City. I think it's really interesting. And before the MLS season even started, it was interesting to see how it would play out for St. Louis because obviously you have Liga and Mickey's Giants in Club America against this new expansion team who it was great because they needed that exposure. So playing against Club America was going to be um, extremely interesting. And I don't think anyone not within the scope of St. Louis saw them doing so well in their first season in Major League Soccer. So Central one's bound to get interesting. I think no one took them quite seriously and they should have been. I, I don't think it's that game in particular is as easy of a win for Club America as people originally thought so when the draw was made up. Yeah, I, I think so. Interesting things with St. Louis. I, I saw uh, yesterday that um, Klaus was included on the roster for St. Louis City, which is a big big uh, thing for them because he was their striker when things were going really, really well at the beginning yeah. of the season, he was scoring on all cylinders and firing on all cylinders. So um, it's good to have him on the roster. That, that means his injury is at least close enough where there is a possibility oh, yeah. that he does play at some point in this, in this tournament, uh, depending on how far they get and how quickly he can recover. Um, but my opinion personally is that St. Louis will be the team that does not make it out of this group. And I think they're going to be a little bit, you know, obviously they've conquered the MLS, but I think that coming into this tournament style of play, we haven't really seen them. This is their first introduction in anything like this, obviously had us open cup, um, but have this now and, and they're Columbus and club America are no joke. I mean, Columbus has been um, on a little bit of a roll here. Wilfred Nancy has started to find some form with, of course, some very talented players in Lucas Zellerion and, and Cucho Hernandez and that talented team they have there. They're a team that I will continue to say always that I love to watch because I love Wilfred Nancy as a coach. Um, and then Club America, obviously, is a giant in Liga MX who is very familiar with these tournaments and very familiar familiar with these types of formats um, and group stages and, and things like that. So um, I would expect that St. Louis may struggle a little bit. That is That is my prediction for this group. Interesting. I mean, we also can't forget that Columbus crew figure, Lucas Elarayan, played in Liga Mekis. He was with Tigres for a while. So he's no stranger to that action or that style. He's faced Club America many times, obviously not this current roster. Um, but still, nonetheless, he's no stranger to what Liga Mekis action is like and how to maneuver it. He did quite well. So I understand your prediction. I don't think it's as far off. Um, as many thoughts, especially considering St. Louis City's um, injuries and what's going on in the roster. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm I'm very excited, I guess, for St. Louis to receive 
Club America. I think it's an underrated city in terms of the Mexican population. And there's a huge Mexican community. So I know they're excited to welcome Club America, whether they're fans of the team or not. Mexican fans actually just show out and they're always just there supporting. So that should be an electric atmosphere on that end. But speaking on predictions and players who will feature in this tournament, we have a couple things coming. So we do. We do. Right on so, time. Yes. Stay tuned for that. That is coming up. And, uh, you know, watch that. And then we'll be back after this. Yeah. So happy to be back. And on the Real Football Show, we have a very special guest today with us, Walker Zimmerman, fresh off of All Stars, coming into Leagues Cup. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we had an exciting week in Washington, D.C., nation's capital for our uh, 2023 all-star game against arsenal that was a blast uh, had a lot of fun off the field got to got to do some pretty cool things and and hang out with a bunch of guys that i, I don't normally get to, to play with so it was a great time and yeah that's all awesome. go ahead lizzie oh, no, sorry no, no. go ahead i uh, know i was just gonna ask yeah i mean that that experience um obviously you know playing against arsenal as opposed to playing against league mx you want to just tell us about that experience and having a little bit of a different competition than you guys than you guys typically have it was great obviously they they had a you know high level of competitiveness coming in um great season last season uh finishing second in the premier league and ultimately uh you know starting off their preseason with a, a strong result against us um as competitors you never want to lose the game uh let alone 5-0 um but that is sometimes the, the challenge of an all-star game uh throwing guys together limited limited training uh mixed up positions a little bit and um, but it was fun. And I think that's that's the point of, of the all star game is to reward these guys who are having good seasons, provide uh, entertainment for the fans and ultimately um, get a good run out as well. So great week and uh, was excited to be a part of it. And there's obviously so many different components from skills challenge to training on the National Mall. I know you guys were at the White House. What was your favorite part of this past week? Probably for me was was being at the White House, not only getting to go on a tour, but also the chance to meet the president of the United States, as well as the first lady. Uh, that's something that's super special and, and pretty rare to be able to do. And it was definitely a first for all of us who were you know, players that got to attend that event. So that was the standout highlight for me. And then obviously getting to, to have Tucker with me and uh, watch how he enjoys all of the skills challenges in the game um, was really special as well. This is the first time Tucker's been at. Hey, this isn't the first time he's been at any of these all-star events. Second right? all-star game for Tucker. So he came last year and he had such a good time that we were like, we got to bring him back. We got to, <laughs> we got to make him enjoy it again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I mean, you guys have, it's not a, not really a break, uh, but you've had a week where you're away from teams uh, from your own teams. Your teams have been training back, but is that integration getting back into it with leagues cup coming up so quickly? Is that going to be difficult for you guys who were at all-stars and getting back up to speed or, is this kind of still just a regular week like it is, you know, from week to week and, uh, you know, in a typical season? I don't think so. I don't think it'll be too difficult. I mean, these are teammates that we've been with for at least a season and in the majority of cases for a few seasons. So um, we have a great locker room in Nashville, a bunch of guys who are uh, always working hard, training hard. And they also got two days off after the last weekend. So we, you know, didn't miss too much uh, of training. So, uh, yeah, coming back in, it's like a normal week. And we're just getting focused for our, our two Leagues Cup matches. Yeah, and talking about tr transition, you're going from that week in and week out MLS format to now a new World Cup style tournament in Leagues Cup. First time ever 
all Liga MX, all MLS teams competing against each other. So are you looking at this tournament differently than you would the whole MLS season? Definitely. I think any time that you enter into a knockout uh, type of tournament, things change and results can kind of matter a little bit more. There's a little bit uh, different understanding of what's going on in the group. Do we need a tie? Do we need a win? And that affects your your plan uh, on the field. So for us, um, getting the two games at home is a big advantage um, against Colorado and Toluca. And um, again, getting the experience under our belt of a knockout tournament in season, uh, it's, it's similar to the Open Cup, but different in the sense that, you know, probably the quality of play will jump up a little bit for each and every game. You mentioned Toluca there. Have you had any familiarity with them? Do, you know, I know, you know, it's been a busy week and obviously you guys had a game last week. Have you had any time to prepare or look at them and, and see what kind of they bring to the table when you guys are going to face off? Not yet. As a team, we're, we're focused on Colorado this weekend, and then I'm sure we'll immediately flip the, the page and focus on Toluca. So with Colorado being our first game, uh, I'm sure the staff is, is very busy behind the scenes preparing the Toluca game plan and the scout. But right now we're, we're all eyes on Colorado on Sunday. And do you expect things to be different given it's a Liga Makis team? It, it definitely will be because I think first and foremost – you know, playing in MLS for 11 seasons now for me, a, a lot of seasons for other players, you're very familiar with the league, you're familiar with the teams, you're familiar with the personnel. And in this case, you know, we're very unfamiliar with with the team and the players and their skill set. So that adds another wrinkle into the preparation and puts a higher importance on, you know, the staff and uh, analytics team to, to get some good information to us to prepare. Yeah, I mean, you guys have played, uh, I believe you guys had the Leagues Cup showcase last year. You've had some familiarity with League MX teams, not a ton, like you say, with MLS. But, you know, you've, you've played the League MX All-Stars the past couple of years in the All-Star matches. Does any of that help you guys in determining maybe play styles, some players you'll go up against, understanding the League MX and kind of the beast that you're going up against when you face those types of teams as compared to MLS teams? I think more than anything, it's just the confidence and the mentality. And for Nashville to have the opportunity to host uh, Club America last year and get a result in PKs, um, that's that's big for, for the mentality, knowing that you've gone up against a Liga Mekis team, you've gotten a result. Um, we're going to need all that energy and effort to do the same again this year. So we're excited. Uh, I think we'll be prepared. And we're definitely you know curious to see how this World Cup-style format plays out. I know you're not particularly facing has quite yet, but have the two of you spoken on a national team setting against this Liga MX versus MLS narrative that everybody has around? We, we honestly didn't, which is surprising because we were uh, we were good buddies at camp. We were actually golf scramble partners um, for our little mini tournament <laughs> uh, that we took home the gold. So we're the champs right now. Um, yes. So, but we didn't we didn't touch base on uh, on a potential matchup because I, I know that we are on their side of the bracket um, if, if all goes well. So. Uh, haven't talked to him about it. I'm sure as it gets closer and if we end up, you know, looking like we could face off against them, I'm sure I'll, I'll hit him up. Any other players you or, or teams you're looking at to face in this tournament? Any, any guys you're calling out, even from, you know, mainly from League MX that you're looking at and you're like, oh, that would be a great team to face off against at any point in the tournament? For, for me, it's the opportunity to, to play against the biggest, you know, teams from Mexico is mm -hmm. the most exciting prospect. So you look at the, the big ones, right? Like, uh, you know, Tigres, Club America, Monterey, um, you know, the teams that have had high level of success, high level of fandom, and especially if you go to Mexico. 
uh, if you're playing in Pachuca in the altitude again, like we had the chance to play them uh, in CONCACAF Champions League when I was in Dallas and experience that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can look at uh, different matchups. Um, but definitely, I would say, you know, those top level teams with the strong fan support are the ones that we're going to be most excited to, to compete against. And just a note for Gino here, when Walker was referencing the biggest teams in Liga MX, he did mention Club America, my team. Failed Sorry, to mention your team. So <laughs> great way to kick off, Walker. Just amazing. Walker, you're killing me here, man. I mean, I've been a big Cruz Azul fan for the the length of one year since we started this podcast. <laughs> I've I've gotten into it a little bit. No, but um uh but yeah, I mean, listen, there are some unbelievably big clubs in 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 Liga MX. I, I like to say Cruz Azul is part of it, but Lizzie sure. would like. Oh, they are. They are. I said. I said five. I only listed three. So we can have them. Leon. We can. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Um, any. Any. You know, when you look forward to this as Nashville, you know, when you're looking at this tournament, you guys are going in there. I mean, the mindset's got to be, we're going in here because we want to come home with the trophy, right? Definitely. That's that's the one thing missing so far with with Nashville in the first. You know, this is our fourth season. We don't have a trophy yet, and that's frustrating as a player. Uh, when you feel like you've been competitive each and every year, you know, we're, we're finding ourselves losing in the playoffs, two of our four years in PKs um, against eventual finalists. And, and that's frustrating. So we, we know that we want to win a trophy. We know that that's our expectation at this point in our uh, development. And so leagues cup is another opportunity for us to be able to do that. And thinking right. about how far Nashville will go, we have a very special segment, Paquito, the Pajarito de la Suerte, which we will introduce. Um, yeah. There we go. We got a, uh, a beautiful segment here coming up. We're going to talk about a lot of the the uh, predictions here that the that Paquito made. But Lizzie, before we get into any of that, why don't you just introduce us to the segment, this new segment brought to us by AT&T. Yeah. So the tradition of El Pajarito de la Suerte comes from Mexico, especially um, in Jalisco, where vendors... 200 300 years ago we would roam the streets um, with a little birdie and just pieces of paper and the bird would pick out a paper and it would tell you your fortune so it's still living on i still go to mexico city especially in el centro you see and you walk around multitude of colors of birds paquito in, in particular is beautifully yellow um who you'll meet in a second but it's just a very much Lovely tradition kept on by Mexico, and we have brought it to life today with AT&T. So let's have it. Excited for it. Let's go to uh, – we're going predictions first. I think I think we're doing central one that we're going to take a look at first. So let's take a look let's at see. that. Oh, our uh, first look at Paquito. There. There's Paquito. <laughs> Walker, he's he's yellow. He's got a little bit of yellow to him. I, I think he's a Nashville fan, so that's that's good on your. Uh... I'm, uh, well, and I'm sure I'll pick Columbus here too, being a yellow bird. We'll <laughs> see if if that theory holds true. All right. So it looks like Club America and St. Louis are the two teams that. Whoa. Nikito has picked. Uh, Walker, your thoughts? Yeah, this is a tough group. I mean, you have two very informed teams in Columbus and St. Louis. St. Louis being a top of the West. Columbus, you know, incredibly good at home. Um, so that's that's a tough group, especially when you throw in uh, Club America there. So uh, honestly, uphill battle. I don't know who hosts the game. 
for between Columbus and St. Louis. But I think that's going to be a really big factor as to which MLS team is going to go through. Have you been surprised by St. Louis's kind of form here in this in this expansion season? I mean, they've come up, come in and, and they've been top of the West for, I think, the entire season at this point. I have. I mean, you never know how it's going to go as an expansion team. Uh, you, you think you're going to have a good season, you're going to have the right pieces, but you just don't know until you start playing games. And so for them to be, you know, a force amongst the West and stay at the top of that conference 23, 24 games in is, is remarkable. So um, hats off to them and their organization for not only their performance on the field, but the way that they pack that stadium uh, each and every week is, is remarkable. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting one. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't be quite quick to write off Columbus crew. I know we, they have Lucas Elarayan who played in Tigres previously. So he's no stranger to Club America and Liga Mix action as opposed to certain players at St. Louis. So should be an interesting one. Which one's next, Gino? I think next we got to go to Central 3, move it a couple groups over, but staying in the same region. So let's see what uh, Pajito had to pick with for Central 3. This is a good one. This is a really good group. Yeah. A bunch of teams that are in, in very good form right now. So let's see what Paquito, Paquito went with. All right. Shivas and FC Cincinnati. Walker, I mean, FC Cincinnati has been a team you guys have been battling with all season. And, uh, you know, Shivas is obviously, uh, you know, like you mentioned, like, like has been mentioned, one of those big teams in League MX. Your thought on Paquito's picks here? I think those are probably the two most logical picks. Um but I am curious to see how FC Cincinnati approaches uh, this as well. Um, they have a lot of things on their plate right now with Open Cup semifinals, uh, obviously leading the Supporters' Shield race. So I'm curious to see if they're going to try and rotate it all. Uh, and then you have to be you have to be mindful of Sporting KC and knockout competition. You look at their history in the U.S. Open Cup. Look at their history in the MLS Cup playoffs, and they are they are not an easy team to beat in these uh, type of formats. So. Uh, I like those two picks, but again, I would not put it past Sporting KC to to pull off something and, and go through. Yeah. yeah, and we know there's connections all around. Um, Alan Pulido, former Chivas player, Brandon Vasquez, Chivas target, who they rejected the offer for. So it really is in terms of off the field intensity, quite up there. Storylines. Yeah, Lots it should be. Storylines, Walker. I got to ask you before we move on. You've got Brandon Vasquez, obviously, have faced off against him multiple times. Alan Pulido, who's now in the, uh, you know, for Sporting KC, has had some time off due to injury. Back in, seems to be in really good form. Of those two strikers, I mean, which is the more difficult to face? Which of you, you know, had more difficult difficulty facing? What do they bring to the table that makes them so difficult and makes them the scoring, you know, the scoring geniuses that they are? Two amazing strikers. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know that I've gotten a chance to play against Alan Polito. Um, I know mm -hmm. I was in the Western Conference with him, but he was he was out for a while uh, with with that knee injury. So um, obviously he's an immense talent, and it's great to see him back and healthy because I think he was a really exciting signing for Sporting KC, and so to get him back on the field is a huge asset for them. Uh, Brandon Vasquez, a four that I've gotten to face numerous times, and and also played alongside with with the national team and. He's a great target striker, uh, can hold up the ball really well, and is, is very good in the box, uh, not only aerially, but with his feet as well. So um, two great finishers, and uh, those teams are lucky to have those guys for sure. All right, Lizzie, what do you say? Let's move to South 3. Let's do it. All right, South 3. This is probably the most, uh, in terms of storylines, this probably has one of the, the bigger storylines with Inter-Miami in it. Obviously, my Cruz Azul and Atlanta United with Tiago Amada. 
Let's see what Paquito picks. Yeah. Let's see if Messi can do it. There you go. Yes, Inner Miami and Cruz Azul. Um, again, as Lizzie mentioned, Messi now in, in there for Inner Miami. Cruz Azul, obviously a big club from League MX, and, and obviously Atlanta United has had a, a great start to the season as well. Walker, your thoughts on uh, Inner Miami and Cruz Azul coming out of that group? I think it's going to be a tough task for, for Inter-Miami. Um, I know that they have the additions of some pretty special players, Messi included in that, obviously. Um, but they are a team that's been struggling in MLS. And so maybe this will be a, a really good reset button for them to focus on a new competition um, because it's it's not gone great for them in the MLS regular season. So I know there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz going on uh, with his arrival. But I really think I'm going to see Atlanta United going through here with, with Cruz Azul. Um, I don't know how much Messi and, and Busquets are going to be involved in these games. I'm sure they're you know, coming back from their offseason, so I don't think we're going to see significant minutes in the first two. So that's part of the reasoning. And, uh, yeah, I, I, for one, will be tuning in uh, to that game for sure. There you go. Disagreeing with Paquito a little bit there, Walker. Um, I mean, obviously, Messi, so, such a big figure to come into the MLS in general. Uh, you know, even if he doesn't play too much here, he'll be playing in the MLS once the season starts up again after League Cup. What does it mean for this league, for the players in this league, for, you know, just everything involved with MLS that he is now in MLS playing for Inter Miami? It's massive. And and I don't think that we're going to understand the value that he's bringing to this league and until many years from now. Obviously, it's been immediate right now, but I think the full scope of it's not going to be realized uh, until, you know, another five to 10 years. We have a lot to look forward to in the United States uh, next couple of years with Copa America, uh, World Cup 2026. Um, so his arrival is only going to boost the interest in soccer as a major sport in the United States. And uh, we're certainly happy as players for that challenge to, to go up against you know the GOAT. For sure. And uh, I think we have one more thing. We've done the predictions and we'll get to all the predictions that Paquito made in a little bit. But before we do that, We've got a fortune for you, as Lizzie talked about a little bit. Paquito, Parajito, making fortunes, making predictions. And so uh, let's see what the fortune is that Paquito has for you, Walker, before we uh, wrap things up here. I thought I was going to find a special one behind the TV there for a second. I know, I know. <laughs> I thought it's where they were hidden. He's got a... A nice setup there, though. Yeah. Apparently, he reads a lot. All right, let's take a look at it. It is your future will be bright. You will make a journey that will be very, very beneficial for you. Walker, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty good one if you're going to get anyone. That's a really good one. That, that is pretty good. You know, I, I feel like fortunes are always uh, pretty favorable, uh, pretty happy, pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is great. I'm I'm actually expecting a second child in the next two to three weeks. So hopefully great. I don't have to miss any League Cup games. But uh, <laughs> I can apply this fortune to the arrival of our baby girl or our League's Cup performances. So I'm I'm taking that one and I'm I'm happy with it. Love that. And me and my wife are expecting the baby too. So you know I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take that one for myself as well. So yeah yeah yeah. You can we can share no problem. Yeah. Um and before we wrap. We want to know, Paquito, we heard from, but Walker, your predictions, how far will Nashville make it? You know, 
I, I really like our chances. I like the way that we performed uh, in these knockout types of situations. I mentioned, you know, getting knocked out in PKs a couple of times. Um, but I think we have the build and the roster to get it done. So I'm, I'm taking us all the way. You know, we got a team full of believers. So let's let's go win this thing. And let's see what Pekito thought. Oh, oh, sorry. Before we see what Pekito thought. Who do I want in the final? Um, yes. Man, and this could cause some controversy between you two. So I'll have to – I'll, I'll go. We know we can't play. I guess we could play Club America still uh, if we don't win our group. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with them. I, I want to face a Mexican team in the in the final. I think that would be pretty special um, to have kind of one from Liga Mekis and one from MLS. So uh, why not take down the biggest one? I think Walker. I think you're just biased to the color color yellow. I think so. Yeah, I want to wear the black kit in the final. So Johnny Cash, Johnny <laughs> Cash, gonna it. that is that is a sick kit. I love that kit. So uh, yeah, we would love to be in that one. Um, but before we go, let's take a look. I know you made your predictions on what you thought Nashville Nashville will do, but we do have the full predictions. Let's take a look at what they have here, and it does look like Paquito in Central Four. There, as we zoom in, has Toluca and Colorado advancing. Walker, oh. I mean. Wait, I thought you guys were boys. What, what, what happened? It's pretty comical. I mean, we got two home games there. Uh, it just shows that it really is a pajarito de suerte uh, of luck because it's going to take uh, a lot for us to not not pull through for our fans at home. There you go. That's uh, that's. I like that attitude. I like that yeah. attitude a lot. You guys can catch a lot, all the other picks that Parajito made here on the screen. Um, of course, we went through a couple of them, but these are the rest of them, but. Um, I think that about wraps it up, Lizzie. You got anything else for Walker? No, that was phenomenal. I'm very excited to watch you in this tournament and see what comes true. Absolutely, absolutely, Walker. Thanks so much for joining joining us, so and thank you, thank you to AT and T for bringing us this segment and allowing us to speak with Walker. And uh, you know, we'll have more so more of our friends on. So stay tuned uh, for more predictions, more predictions from Paquito. Uh, and best of luck, Walker, with both. The baby on the way and your uh, League's Cup uh, tournament here coming up. Thank and you And hugs both. to the wife. Yes, yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And congrats to you as well. Appreciate it, Walker. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. There you have it. Thank you so much for, to Walker Zimmerman for joining us on this special edition of the Real Football Show. It was very interesting to see who Paquito chose, the history and all of the traditions ahead of this League's Cup tournament. We're very, very excited. And if he's right, it should be a really, really good tournament. So stay tuned for the rest. Um, we'll cover it all here. But that was a lot more surprises for you guys, too. Yeah. So stay tuned. Make sure to keep, you know, tuning in because we got some more surprises coming. So, uh, you know, it's it is obviously great talking to Walker and, um, you know, first guest on the show. So that's always fun. Um, but uh, it was great having the opportunity to talk to him and, um, you know, like you said, it, 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 a lot of fun with Paquito and, and we'll see how this league's cup plays out. Yeah. We love Paquito. <laughs> see you later. Bye.